Welcome to the Shepherd King Podcast. We exist to equip pastors and leaders in the local church to transcend beyond current culture, to see government through the lens of the gospel, and engage as modeled in the scriptures. I am Leo Lazzarini. And I'm Greg Baker. Thank you so much for joining us for one more episode of the Shepherd King Podcast. We are going through our series, 20 Biblical Truths Every Governing Authority Should Know. This is a book that um, Greg Baker has put together um, to share the devotionals or the scripture verses that we have been going through our governing authorities for about nine years. These are truths that should shape the way that governing authorities see themselves and therefore the way that they act out of that identity of a shepherd, understanding government as God's institution and so on. So today we are excited to dive in our ninth episode. And that is, wisdom is from the Lord. Greg, wisdom is from the Lord. Where, where do we see that in the Word, and how is that important for our governing authorities? Well, obviously, when you're working in the realm of government, so many things that you deal with are way more gray than they are black and white. Mm-hmm. And way less clear. And wisdom is an ability to take knowledge and apply great discernment to it. It's knowledge and discernment in one package. Knowledge without able to discern doesn't give you a whole lot. He's got all this knowledge you can't filter through. But discernment without knowledge, what are you going to discern? Mm, And then I think of wisdom. And you think about the word of God, it says it's sharper than any two-edged sword, right? It's able to pierce the soul of man. Mm-hmm. And I think about wisdom from God. It is able to discern things at a physical and a spiritual level. It is able to reveal things that mankind on their own cannot see. So the Lord tells us regularly, if you need wisdom, ask for it. It says in the book of James. Well, if I'm asking for it, then where is it coming from? He doesn't say go to your local library and pick up a book. Mm-hmm. It says ask for wisdom, for wisdom comes from the Lord. Mm-hmm. And in government, you are asked to make judgment calls. At the end of the day, you have to render a judgment. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the higher you are up in government, the harder the judgment call. Mm-hmm. So you get to the point of, I think, about Paul when he appealed to Caesar. Why did it go to Caesar? It's the highest court in the land. Well, what cases make it to Caesar? Mm. It's the most difficult cases. Caesar needed great wisdom if he's going to render good judgments. Mm -hmm. And what's amazing about a government authority is when you step into that office, there's a sobriety that comes to you. So think about out in the campaign trail if I'm running for president of the United States. I got an idea what the president does. I'll campaign on a specific agenda. Then all of a sudden, one day you're president. And all those things that you did not campaign on, all of those things that weren't important to the election are all now your problem. What are you going to do about poverty? How are you going to change the economy? What are you going to do with people that are addicted to drugs? So many solutions that are so difficult to find that we've been wrestling through with years, that's got a spiritual and a physical ramification to it. 
And my favorite place to look in the scriptures when it comes to wisdom shouldn't be a surprise. It's it's King Solomon, mm-hmm. the author of Proverbs. Mm-hmm. But I think what we really need to look at is why did King Solomon ask for wisdom? What was his primary motivation? And that primary motivation should be an incredible guiding post for all government leaders out there because they share the same burdens that Solomon was sharing in that moment. That's great, Greg. Um, and where is that found in the scripture? Would you mind just walking us through this passage? It's a very important passage when it comes to wisdom. I know in Proverbs, there's so much about wisdom there, but here we see a posture of a king that is just entering his position of a king. He's feeling right. the exact burden that you just described right now as he's, he's just become king and he's looking to the people and he's seeing the need to shepherd that people and see his limitations. So help us walk through that passage, Greg. Yeah, so we're going, in, we're going to take a look at 1 Kings 3. And you're right. Solomon just became king. But not only did he just become king, he's replacing a really good king. Mm. So he is feeling the pressure. He's got big shoes to fill. Right. He's replacing King David. Mm-hmm. And God looks at Solomon and he says, all the promises I made to David are coming to you. Solomon's feeling human in this moment. Mm. He's feeling the weight of the crown. And Solomon responds to the Lord. Now, Lord, my God, you have made my ser- your servant king in the place of my father, David. Mm. Let's just pause there for a second. What an interesting choice to be the heir. The son of the adulterous relationship that David had with Bathsheba. Mm. Of all of the people that can have been heirs. It was Solomon. Mm-hmm. So Solomon knows that. Mm-hmm. He knows the history. Probably still gossiped about in Jerusalem mm. a little bit. That's the son? Out of all of David's sons, that one. But you have made your servant king in the place of my father. Mm. God put him in that position. But I'm only a little child and do not know how to carry out my duties. Your servant is here among the people you have chosen, a great people, too numerous to count or number. Mm -hmm. Solomon sees himself as a shepherd. He looks at the millions of Jewish people that are now his responsibility. Mm -hmm. So what's the one thing I can get? Here's what he says. So give your servant a discerning heart to govern your people and distinguish between right and wrong. For who is able to govern this great people of yours? Mm -hmm. In his burden, Solomon knew the greatest way he could serve was by having wisdom to bring about good judgments. Mm -hmm. That is being a shepherd. Solomon wasn't worried about his name. Mm -hmm. He wasn't worried about his title, not fame, not glory. Mm. He was worried about being a good shepherd. And in that humble moment, the Lord says, not only am I going to give you wisdom, 
but because of the humility that you showed, I'm going to give you great treasures and wealth. Mm. But I love this picture of humility with Solomon Mm. here. He really understood who he was in God. And this attitude that we see here is the exact attitude we want to see every government authority come to. Mm -hmm. This realization of a burden that's been given to me, not by me being greater than I am, Mm -hmm. but from God. Because it says in the scriptures, by God, that every king rises and falls. Mm -hmm. How that works in countries that vote is above my pay grade, but it works. Mm -hmm. No king comes to power without God's permission. Right. And when they see that and they see the burden that's been given to them for people, that they're there to serve people, Mm -hmm. it's going to change what they ask for. And Solomon knew what the people needed from him most. Mm. Not strength, but wisdom. Not fame or wealth, but wisdom. That's very good, Greg. It's, It's so clear in this passage how he humbles himself before God and how that humility is so essential for us to receive the wisdom from God. Without that humility, there's no way we can receive the wisdom that comes from above because we know ourselves. We're proudful. We're, we're proud in our own ways. We know what to do. Um, but here we see such a good picture of humility uh, from, from Solomon. And Greg, what... How can we contrast that to lack of humility? How can we contrast Solomon's attitude here, his posture here, to what we often see in our own lives or even as governing authorities? What is the opposite of that? Where do we find wisdom? How do we seek for wisdom in our own ways? How can we contrast that? Well, strangely, we can keep looking to King Solomon in this. King Solomon had a great start, but not a great finish. Mm, yeah. And David had mistakes on his ways, but overall he finished well. And Solomon watched his dad. Rehoboam didn't get to see this dad in the early years, but he got to see dad in the later years. Solomon didn't finish as a good example, because what did Solomon do? He made a huge change. He turned inward. Mm-hmm. And when you turn inward, you become the source of life. You become the source of value. You become the source of wisdom. And what do we know? Many ways seem right to a person, but the end they go to death. And Solomon, at the end of his life, is crying out how worthless everything was that he pursued. Mm-hmm. So we also know wisdom is not enough for obedience. No one had more wisdom than Solomon. The author of Proverbs is also the author of Ecclesiastes. Mm -hmm. And that is a universal truth. And a good government leader fights to stay outward focused. Mm -hmm. And David, in spite of his mistakes, always stayed outward. Mm -hmm. And that is something you have to fight And you have to put yourself in accountabilities. When you hold all power, not very many people are willing to hold you accountable. Mm -hmm. You got to find that person that loves you enough to say, I don't care who you are. I don't care that you can cut off my head. 
I'm going to give you solid truth. And I'm going to teach you what you need to hear. Mm-hmm. David had a man named Nathan that stepped into his office and said, David, you are the man. Without Nathan, we don't know what David's fate would have been. Right, yeah. We don't see that in Solomon's story. Mm-hmm. Did he have one? I don't know. But it's not recorded in scriptures if he did. Mm-hmm. David still put himself under the authority of the Lord. And I think Solomon ends his life regretting that. Mm-hmm. And every government leader can start well and end poorly, or they can also start poorly and end well. We see all of this. Mm-hmm. But if you want to have a good start and end, it begins with looking outward until in the beginning to the end. Mm. That, that's very helpful, Greg. I think it's as we look at the... Um, instructions that we get from the scripture or the examples such as here the example of Solomon it's helpful to look at the uh, contrast to know how we we can fail in this so Greg let's talk about the fruits of um, even Solomon's life and his reign I mean he he humbled himself before the Lord asked for wisdom what what, what was the outcome of that yeah so we look at the very beginning of Solomon's life where wisdom comes, God gives it. And word begins to spread. Because you think about when you're King Solomon and you're hearing audiences for judgment calls, it's the trickiest cases, it's the hardest cases. And other kings and queens around the world carried that same burden. I mean, the rumor began spreading Did you hear about the king of Israel who always has an answer, Hmm. who always judges correctly? And it gave him a reputation. So a woman by the name of Queen of Sheba decides, I'm going to travel from a faraway place to check this out for myself. Mm -hmm. And she goes. And... She sees everything that Solomon does. And listen to her response in 1 Kings chapter 10. She, the Queen of Sheba, said to the king, The report I heard in my own country about your words and your wisdom is true. But I did not believe the reports until I came and I saw it with my own eyes. Indeed, I was not even told half. Your wisdom and prosperity far exceed the report I heard. Oh. How often do we beat overhyped expectations? Mm-hmm. Not that often. Mm-hmm. These guys beat them. Mm-hmm. And she continues. Here's the fruit of that. So the fruit, good judgment, here we go. How happy are your people. How happy are these servants of yours who always stand in the presence of your wisdom? First fruit, the people are blessed. Good, righteous judgment leads to the blessing of people. Mm -hmm. But then there's more. Blessed be the Lord your God. He delighted in you and put you on the throne of Israel. 
because of the Lord's eternal love for Israel. He has made you king to carry out justice and righteousness. This is a Gentile queen. Mm -hmm. And she's given glory not to Solomon, Mm -hmm. but to God. She's given him all the credit, all the glory. Mm. So not only do you bless the people, you exalt his name. Mm -hmm. And why? She knew that wisdom did not come from a man. That's right. She's lived it. She's sought it in her own life. That's not from you. Mm-hmm. That comes from the Lord. Mm. And she accredited the one true God. Mm-hmm. Not the pagan gods of the land she came from, but the one true God, the God of Israel. Mm. And if our modern-day authorities ask God for wisdom, he promises that he will give it. Mm-hmm. And when they receive it, the people will be blessed and his name will be glorified. Mm-hmm. Amen, Greg. That's so good to read and to see how God can be glorified through, through our kings, how people can be blessed. And it kind of really points back to, the, um, to this institution of government that God has created with the purpose of blessing people. Here's a good example of, yes, if you humble yourself before me through this institution, through your leadership, through your kingship, I want to bless people. I want to bring order. I want to serve people, care for them. What a great example we find here in Solomon. And remember, Leo, the name of our podcast, I'm just reminded us, listen to you talk, it's the Shepherd King. Mm-hmm. Who is a judge? Mm-hmm. And who will hear all court cases, just like Solomon did. Mm-hmm. But here's amazing about the shepherd king. He will institute true and perfect justice. Mm-hmm. Solomon was still going to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. All of our government leaders can make mistakes, but this is where they can all take confidence. And this is where we as people can take confidence and we do not believe we receive injustice. There is a king who has all the wisdom all the power, all the glory, they'll render perfect judgments Mm. in the end. Amen. That's hopeful. That's good. Look forward to King Jesus and seeing and and enjoying the the blessing of his reign, right? Mm -hmm. So thank you, Greg, for uh, talking to us about about wisdom that comes from the Lord. What a great example we see here in Solomon. And thank you so much for joining us for one more episode of the Shepherd King podcast. Please stay tuned with us as we go through all these 20 devotionals. Again, we are on the ninth devotional, so we have 11 more to go. Please continue to join us. It's uh, it's a joy just to talk about the Lord and talk about the institution of government. Um, alongside institution of church that he instituted uh, for, for our good. So thank you. The Shepherd King podcast is brought to you by the Church Ambassador Network, a ministry of the Family Leader Foundation that inspires the church to engage government for the advance of God's kingdom. For more information about the Church Ambassador Network, or if you would like to donate, please visit our website, thefamilyleader.com backslash church.